post-boopy season, happy November. We will have one episode in November before this comes out. But now we are fully in November. I sent my invoices out yesterday. Good for you. She's a boss, bitch. Lizards, before we get into the subject of our podcast, I feel like we are starting to brand ourselves also as your friendly millennial ants. Geriatric millennial ants. That just give you hard-won life advice that mm-hmm. we have learned the hard way we need and it. mine and mine is if you are a lazy unambitious person as i am don't start your own business <laughs> <laughs> you're doing well though doing so it's well. thank you but it's the fucking worst, you guys. You have to do, you have to, de- you know, deduct your own taxes. You have to pay wow. monthly excise taxes. You have to make sure that you go, oh shit, a quarter's gone by. I probably owe my federal taxes at this point. I paid so many fucking late fees just by not knowing that I owed a fee somewhere and being like, and they're like, by the way, we dissolved your business. You didn't pay this fee this month. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't know I had to pay that fee. You didn't tell me. Fuck you. Congratulations. You no longer exist. I literally, literally, I got the dissolve letter and I was like, default. <laughs> And it became this whole fucking thing. Okay. Anyway. That's starting to give me hives. Ooh. There's so many little random things that you don't know you don't know until it's way too late. And then, like, when I first moved here, um, a friend recommended me an accountant. And the accountant was like, your business is way too simple because it's just you. And you're mm-hmm. not really selling a product. And all these things, like, I'm... Y- you're two small potatoes for my practice, but I he gave me tons of free work of just like, here are the, all the things you need to register. Here's what you nice. need to do. The first time uh-huh. I filed my excise taxes, he did it for me to show me how to do it. And then he was all like, okay, bye. And then I was like, I don't need to pay you. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he was basically telling me like some basic shit, but like, I don't know. And I am particularly dumb when it comes to money things. Like everyone has a blind spot. My blind spot is money stuff. Like it just, the knowledge of like investing and things like that just melts out of my brain once I learn it. So someone explains it to me. It makes total sense. I go to do things later and I go, I've never felt so stupid in my entire life. And we're educated people. Like it shouldn't be this hard, but it's sort of like my mother in technology, me and plants. Like it's just some things just don't stick. (laughs) Um, it's okay you always have super husband to explain (laughs) middle age things to you like escrow super husband is like not to make him like the most stereotypical like middle-aged dude who's into technology (laughs) but i think every one of his friends like we must all be like hey i want a new phone which phone do you recommend or like hey i need a new computer help me or like for me something melted down can you somehow pry my computer open and put my hard drive in the freezer (laughs) put it in rice and then put it in the freezer oh my lord or something there's also the do you have a mortgage guy what are those refi rates like? I mean, that's when you get into the, oh, that's as middle age as it can get. That's like the this, this sad thing about middle age. You get super excited about those refi rates. Be self-aware. Be self-actualized. Know thyself. Put it out in the universe. And know your strengths. And your challenges. Identify your challenges. My challenges Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. my natural state of being 
is to sit and do nothing. So to have to do all of these, like if I want money, I have to do so many things for the money to come into my possession. And then so much of it leaves my possession because I have to pay all these fees. And it's just all I want in life is an in-house job again, where it's just like shit's auto deducted and benefits happen. I don't all have to. All that she wants is another is baby. It, yeah. It's an in-house job. It's an in-house job. Yeah. It's some bennies and a signing bonus. You know, like oh, it's just, yeah. God, there's so... nothing better than a good sign-on bonus. Oh. I mean, literally, I uh, just got my notices the other day from uh, the healthcare exchange because it's time once again for me to, like, find out how they're <sighs> fucking getting worse this year because I have to get my own insurance because I'm self-employed. <laughs> Y'all, I know this is, I know this is very, sounds very whiny because I can and do take care of myself and I, you know, recognize the privilege I have in life to whine about these kind of things. Um, and I really do enjoy my clients and I do enjoy my work. Um, enjoy my be a little strong, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> my soul is not sucked <laughs> by my job. There you, um, go. It, you know, um, but dear Lord, every time I'm like generating invoices and tracking things down and like, oh, time to file a report, uh, annual report with the secretary of state. And, oh, here's my monthly excise tax for DOR. And da, da, da. I'm just like, you would be amazing not doing this. On to other spoopy things, because even though Halloween is now over, it's still spoopy season. And things are starting to look really, really autumnal here in Virginia. It is spoopy season for life, by the way. Um, Always in our hearts. I just got a mug uh, from uh, Watcher, which is one of my favorite YouTube channels. They do puppet history. They do too many spirits. You know, I share stuff with you about them all the time. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I have that little hoodie that's got their little ghosts on it. And so I got a mug that has the little ghosts on it. Because I'm pretty sure I just ruined the hoodie with all the ghosts on it. Because I was... (laughs) frying up some paneer for a lunch and then the oil just went fucking everywhere and I was like well it's black and I'm gonna immediately wash it and I immediately put it in and then I took it out and I was like it's probably fine and I dried it it's a black hoodie and you can see oh no all the fucking speckles on it I'm like look this is clearly your own fault for having the energy to fry up paneer for your lunch (laughs) making a blue apron blue apron sponsor us yeah man I, I basically cook nice lunches because it's like my break and I'll cook a Courtesy nice lunch. see a blue apron. Lizards, if you'd like to find out, <laughs> hashtag not a sponsor yet. They're, they don't sponsor us, but I've got some free boxes to give away. So you can just DM me directly at Katie Haas on Instagram. Happy to, happy to send that your way. I get nothing out of it. Well, Lizards, we're recording this on November 2nd. So we just had Halloween. We did. Which was wonderful. It was perfect weather here in VA. It was chilly, but not cold, very autumnal. All of a sudden, on Halloween, it's like all the leaves started changing. All of a sudden, the tree in our backyard is all orange and yellow and perfect and spooky. Magic. And I love it. Magic. And my tale today is about the only witch in Virginia from colonial times. I know. Old, the only witch. Quote, unquote, the, the only convicted witch. There's a witch of Virginia right here, if you know what I'm saying. I but know. before we get into that, I'm M.M. I'm Katie. 
And we're bi-coastal besties who bond over wine. Mysteries. Spoopy season. Taxes. <laughs> Witches. Witches. And, and middle age things. <laughs> I mean, we're not middle... Oh my gosh. Before, ugh, speaking of middle age things. I promise I'm going to stop diverting this. And I might talking about menopause now? <laughs> Thank, <laughs> thankfully, no. Um... <laughs> So lizards, I had Oliver seriously. Uh, I <laughs> you can see his little tail, just like I can. Um, I had a call today with some clients, and I was literally I'm incapable of joining a Zoom call on time. I'm literally always one to two minutes late. I don't know what it is. I always sign on like I like I might be a couple like I'll be at my computer clicking on the link a couple minutes early to make sure and something uh-huh. happens and then no matter what uh-huh. one to two minutes people are always talking when i join or you need a passcode or something something yeah. happens and uh both my one of my clients and the vendor that we are working with uh they were bonding over the fact they were both about to turn 28 no i hope you just said goodbye <laughs> and they were like oh i can't believe i are so close to 30 Oh no! What are we? Gonna and they weren't being like, but but I was just like, literally everyone else on this call is older. <laughs> and, one and, of us. One and I was just us. like, oh no, not thirty. Oh oh, I'm cold hand of death, and I like dramatically fell out of frame and everything. Um, because I back into the bushes like Homer Simpson frequently <laughs> on Zoom calls, like for comedic effect. Um, and then this other woman uh, who is n- never has her video on came on and was just like, I'm old enough to be both of your mothers and uh, <laughs> please go to hell. Anyway. so Oh, no. I've got a great real quick story about age as well. So it's election day here in Virginia. I hope everyone who had elections today voted. Yeah. Or, I got my or, sticker. Or voted early if you uh-huh. live in a place like Washington and have universal vote by mail. That's right. So there is this woman who has been on our county board for years and years and years and years. And she's up for re-election this year. Okay. And there's other people wanting to. I live in a very blue area, so they're all uh, also blue. So... In my line, you know, I was kind of like, well, might as well just go ahead. Like, she's been doing the damn thing, you know? And then a story broke out. I think it was in the Washington Post, so it got reported everywhere over the weekend. And she was telling everyone that she was 52. This woman is really 72. And it was like, okay. That's not rounding down. That's a weird thing to lie about, especially in public service, because it's like showing your maturity and your age and your wisdom and like, I have so much experience, but also you're in public office, like people are going to know, like that's just this an is, odd thing. This is easily verifiable information. So then they, they interviewed her about it and her response was, I have achieved the age of 52. <laughs> so the first 20 years were just sort of like coasting no, no achieve not a high achiever those first no but like years. yeah like i'm like yes you did achieve the age of 52 20 years ago right <laughs> this is like this is like that chef that lied about making princess diana's wedding cake 
easily verifiable information. Right. It's just a weird thing. And it's like, you know what? It wouldn't have been something that anybody would have cared about. But now you made it weird. You made it now real you weird. you made it weird. Like, if it was, oh, she's 55 and she lied about being 52. What? Like, right. That okay. seems That seems something that would happen in life. Like, like a lie that might s- happen. Or something At this got- point... In my life, you and I talked about this both. Like, you'll forget, like, you, you oh. say, like, you'll be, like, a year off or something. Like, okay. I had to do Just, the math this year. Right? To figure but out how not old by I was. 20 years. No, not by 20 years. 20 is <laughs> a nice round number. <laughs> okay. So that was my last story about age. Before we transport ourselves back in time, are you ready? Take a journey with me now. We're going back to... Ye olden time colonial days in Virginia. In Williamsburg, where you can go now, you could drive to Williamsburg, Virginia and be transported back. We are tangentially going to be talking about Williamsburg, but this story actually takes place in modern day Virginia Beach, Virginia. Okay. Which, when Grace White was born in Virginia in 1660, the county was called Lower Norfolk County. Okay. In the 1690s, it became Princess Anne County. And then in the 1960s, it merged into present-day what is known as Virginia Beach, Virginia. Okay. So we're in the lower coastal area of Virginia. This is where we are. It's 1660. Grace White is born to John and Susan White. And she got married to a farmer, of course, named James Sherwood. There were such limited options at the time. It was like you were a farmer or what? A blacksmith? Blacksmith? That's it, (laughs) right? Or a tanner. A tanner, perhaps. Yeah. In sixteen eighty. So she's twenty. She's probably like an old crone getting married at the age of twenty in the sixteen hundreds, uh, in Virginia. And when she got married, her father gave her new husband a really nice wedding present of fifty acres of land. Because Holy guess, shit. That's just what she did. That's just what she did. Her dad then died the next year in 1681, and so her husband, not her because she was a smooth brain lady, but her husband got the remainder of her father's estate. So now they've got all this land right after they get Okay. As a farmer, he must have been like, spoiling, I'm so happy. I don't know why I suggested that he got a boater for land. From lands? I was more thinking about, like, now we can survive the winter, and you're like, sexy times. <laughs> hey, Brad, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Your brother listens to this show. He was like, swing oh. land for all of my crops <laughs> and all of my sewing. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm so upset with myself. Sewing your wild oats there, Katie? You guys know that when we record at night, it's a little more freewheeling. It is. It is. Very hard day. So, I don't know. Maybe he did get real excited about that land. They ended up having three three sons, which maybe was not a lot in colonial times, but they had three sons named, again, because they're very inventive with the names, John, after her father, James, after her husband, and then Richard. Did you run out of J names? Why not just go for, like, another, just... Jacob, done. Did it. Yeah, Jacob, Jonah, Jeremiah, Judah, Jehoshaphat. I'm sure there are... <laughs> Joshua. There are other J names from the Bible. Joseph. Jesus. Jonathan. 
Wow, I was I going through Jesus before Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. Wow. I was going through my dad and his siblings because they oh. are all JDH. I was literally thinking about the Bible. I <laughs> we were we hit on all of them though because it's Ooh. James. It was Judy, but like you know, we're talking about sons. Jebediah. Names. Judy, James, John, Jerry, Joe. Tell you a little story about a man named Jed. Poor Rattlinger really gets to be in bed. Beverly Hillbillies? Never. The heard theme of song from the Beverly Hillbillies. Good day. Good day. All I know is uh, there, there's gold and then there are hills or something like that. Oh, Texas gold. Uh, black, black gold. Texas gold. tea. Texas tea. That's all I know. Wow. Okay, moving right along. MM has annulled our friendship a couple times recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. the la- so yep. there was this time because I didn't know the Beverly Hillbillies, excuse me. And then oh, the other time was because that. I did not recognize lyrics from A Tribe Called Quest. Everyone judge her for this harshly. I'm so sorry. Severely. I never listened to them. Ever. You should be sorry. Your soul is sorry. I was listening to alternative rock. Okay. I was listening. Positive rap and hip hop. Okay. Yeah. And I listened to alternative rock because I was very angry. I listened to a lot of Green Day and Linkin Park and everything that was on DC 101. And I also uh, listened to Green Day. I still found room in my soul for a tribe called Quest. Two thousand years later. Okay, so Grace White uh, has three children because Brayoing Land. Continue. Because <laughs> land is sexy. <laughs> okay. There are no drawings or paintings of her that exist because colonial times and she was a woman. And nobody cares about women then or now. So her brain was way too smooth, too smooth. to get her arms any were too sort weak. of Contemporary accounts from the time do describe her as being very attractive and very tall, very weak-armed, <laughs> having a great sense like, of humor. We keep, we keep talking about things to put on mugs, not for any re- Like, if you guys ever want, if, we have, if our, our baker's dozens of listeners ever want merch, I will hand-decorate mugs and send them out. <laughs> but um, now I'm just thinking of just like, just my brain is too smooth being <laughs> My arms are too weak and my brain is too smooth. And like, because I, I always Go have on. my mugs up. I always have my mugs up for zooms, so I just <laughs> I have to explain that to people. Like, oh, I'm a woman, so I don't understand the joke. I'm, I'm sorry. My arms Someone are too told weak me this and was my funny. brain is too smooth. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Please continue. She also apparently wore Legasp trousers <gasps> while she was on the farm. Instead of a dress. Which was very unusual for the time. And she also grew a lot of medicinal herbs. (laughs) Marijuana, Dr. Weed. So. Sorry. sorry. My my brain completed the sentence as she grew a lot of body hair. What? Well, it's colonial time. She probably did. (laughs) What you said, she grew a lot of, for whatever reason, my thought was like, she had very hairy legs. In her trousers. They didn't have time to shave them legs. Yeah, I don't know when shaving legs came, you know, into fashion. Um, They didn't have the time. 
or the money, girl. You guys, my brain, my brain is getting smoother as we smoother. record. Her <laughs> arms are getting weaker as she listens. <laughs> okay, so okay. she grew a lot of medicinal herbs. Dr. Weed continued. Wink, wink. And it was said that the combination of her unusual clothing and good looks was said to attract men and upset their wives. Oh, total rumor. Ooh, she's a witch. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's she's a woman. It's colonial time. So, again, we don't know a whole lot about her until she starts popping up again in historical records in 1697. What ha- and at this time, I mean, she's the ripe old age of 37. She's basically like a great-grandmother at this point. I mean, I mean 37, just a crone. Learned woman. Baba so, Yaga over here. That's right. In 1697... One of her neighbors, Richard Capps, alleged she had used a spell to cause the death of his bull. And the court didn't make a decision on the case. They were like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Which I love that they can just be like, at that point, the court could be like, I don't fucking know. And <laughs> Grace and her husband then filed a defamation suit against the neighbor because, yeah. you know. And they just accuse people of killing bulls. Right? Of of casting spells and killing bulls. So that was resolved with a settlement between the parties. Okay. Which seems very civilized. Then in 1698, Grace was accused by another neighbor named another John. John Gisburn is how I'm going to say that we're going to pronounce that. It's G-I-S-B-U-R-N-E. How else would you say that? All right. Yeah, get like Gins- so, Gins- it's a Ginsburn. Sorry. <laughs> so he accused her of bewitching their pigs to death and bewitching their cotton. In what way? How dare you, sir? Like the cotton to die, the cotton to be like scratchy? Magical? <laughs> I don't know. Bewitched bewitched in what way? Was it like rainbow? When it's sprouted, are you a good witch like, or a bad witch? We don't know. I want to know what these people are seeing. Like, bewitching their pigs to death. Like, meaning, like, he comes outside and all the pigs are dead. And he goes, I bet it's that woman who wears pants. Mm-hmm. Or is it, like, mm-hmm. he sees her because pigs are very sweet. Like, maybe she walks by and she's just like, hey, pig. And then he's like, he's just talking to the pigs. And then the pigs die. Right? I don't know. I don't man. know. Who knows? So, at that point, the court, again, there was no, there was no court action. Like, Grace and her husband again sued their neighbors for defamation and slander, which mm-hmm. they lost. They did not. They did not win that one. They lost, but like lost. he said that he said that she bewitched the pigs. I don't. The I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. So then, an, another neighbor seems like they have a lot of neighbors. Elizabeth Barnes. This is the best one. Testified that Grace came to her one night in the form of a black cat, entered her home, drove her and whipped her, and then went out of the house via either a keyhole or a crack in the door. And again, claim was unresolved. They sued again for- Unresolved? I know, the court's like, no, no, I'll get into that in a minute. (laughs) Grace and her husband again sued for defamation and slander, but they again lost, which I don't really, how does this keep happening? I don't know. Then in 1701, uh-huh. Grace's husband James dies because oh, it's colonial no. times and people 
they die. Just but... don't live very long, right? I just I just assume that without a man to protect her, she's in deep shit now. You would be correct. Yeah. So okay. she'd never remarried because okay. she was apparently a ride or die kind of a bitch. And in 1705, Grace sued Luke and Elizabeth Hill for assault and battery. And at that point, she won 20 pounds sterling in damages. So then I had to okay. look up the currency conversion of 20 pounds sterling from 1705 to today. And apparently it's about $4,800 today. So she, oh. she, she tucked away some cash. So these people would just randomly beat the shit out of her for yes, being a witch? But, oh, but then early the next year after they went through this and she got the settlement, or she, she won these damages, yeah, yeah, those same two people charged her with witchcraft. <laughs> So here's a little note about witchcraft in Virginia and how it's different from what we've heard about witchcraft in Massachusetts in, in like times. yeah Salem times. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Virginia didn't have the same sort of mass hysteria and witch trials as Massachusetts. You couldn't just randomly accuse someone. They'd be like, okay, let's go drown or see what happens. Well, I mean, you could always accuse somebody, but. The first thing they said was that just the way Virginia and Massachusetts were settled were very different. So in the Northeast, Puritans had settled in towns and little villages, whereas in Virginia, people really lived on their own farms. And so there was a lot of space. I mean, they say neighbors, but who knows how close the neighbors actually were. There was a lot of space in between all of these people. They weren't like seeing each other every day. Right. Like if, if the gift... The wedding gift was 50 acres, and then there was mm-hmm. more, like... She eventually had 144-acre Yeah. All right, so, so that's, that's a lot of land. Also, in Virginia, religious leaders didn't oversee neighborhood arguments, disputes. That all went to court. And that the court in Virginia was more concerned with issues that were going to cause, like, a breakdown of society, like... <laughs> Quote, like, you know, slander or adultery, which who cares? But that's what they apparently cared about, not witchcraft. And because they saw that the witchcraft trials were so time-consuming and divisive, they didn't have a lot of them. And when they did, hearsay wasn't accepted as actual evidence. So the burden of proof was on the accuser, which seems normal to us now, but in... Massachusetts, it was reversed. You had to prove that the claim was false against you. Mm-hmm. So Virginia has a higher standard to bring the claims. And then the people who are accusing witchcraft in Virginia could be taken to court for slander, like Grace and her husband were trying to do. So it was generally a very long and expensive process if somebody actually wanted to follow through with the claims of witchcraft. Yeah. So there were only 19 known cases in Virginia uh, in the 17th century of witchcraft. And all of those, except for one, ended in an acquittal because there was one, interestingly enough, man who was convicted. But he was only given uh, 10 quote-unquote stripes. So basically he was whipped 10 times and then told he had to leave the county. That was it. We don't want your witchcraft here no more. See ya, fucker. Spell, spell, spell. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so 
1706, the Hills accused Grace of witchcraft. And the court ordered her to appear on the charges of having bewitched Elizabeth Hill and causing her to miscarry. Which, the miscarriage is unfortunate, but she... That's bullshit. So, this, this is, this is the, the claim that she has to go. And the court paneled two different juries. And both of the juries were all made up of women. Now, did they do this because they were super woke in colonial Virginia? What do you think? I'm going to say no and say that it's more that they need smooth brains to judge a smooth brain. It's beneath men. That is a very good guess. But it was actually because the first jury had to search her body to find a witch's mark. Uh Uh-huh. And lizards. Just so you know, a witch's mark was any spot that a witch could suckle. Her familiar, which is, an, which is a demon given to her by the devil. So in theory, if you're a witch, you're cozy with the devil. Satan gives you your quote-unquote familiar, and you feed this familiar like one would a baby at your breast, but instead through a witch's mark, which is any, any mark that is quote-unquote different from what one would find on a regular woman, right? So, so let's say a mole. I have a oh, giant no. mole on my arm, and so they would have been like, that's a witch's mark. I have a giant mole on my face. I actually have a giant mole everywhere. Pretty much on every part of my body, I have a giant mole. Yeah, witch. She's a witch. Yeah, I'm, So, lizards, my typical joke, slash it's not a joke, it's real, um, is that as soon as children are old enough to comprehend the concept of a witch, they get scared of me. Because I appear to be a witch to Clearly. them. I fit, I fit the profile. I have black hair. I have a mole on my face. Um, and I want to say it's like a beauty mark. It's it not like... It's gorgeous. Well, it's, well thank you. Um, it's it's not, very narrow in Monroe. It's almost in the same place. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit too... It's more on my cheek uh, than hers. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, But yeah, it's it's not like... Like a big ass hairy mole, like witch style, but like small children who are just understanding the concept <laughs> of witch, all, they see oh, she's got a mole on her face, she's got black hair, she's got light eyes, which apparently scares people. Uh, and so, like, small children are typically quite afraid of me mm-hmm. as soon as they you understand wouldn't have lasted what a witch long is. in colonial times. I'm sorry. For sure, no. They'd be like, she suckles her weird imp familiar on her face mole. From her face mole. They wouldn't have even had to search me. It's right there. Well, this jury that was described as being made up of 12, quote, unquote, ancient and knowing women. Uh Which meant they were probably all over the age of 20. They were ancient and knowing. Right, Oliver? Are you ancient and knowing? Oh, he's your, well, time to eat, Oliver Suckle. I mean, I'm not going to suckle my cat. That's weird. But, like, that's where, like, witches having cats comes from is that it's, like, their their magical familiar. Wow. That's why he's... Sabrina That's why Sabrina has Salem. Oh, he's suckling from your mole. Gross. No, he's not. <laughs> Lizards, he's, he's literally just sitting in my lap. So guess who the forewoman of the jury was that was tasked with finding these witches' marks? One of the women that accused her? Yes, Elizabeth Barnes, her neighbor, right? So that's that great. seems like a fucking conflict of interest. It really I'm does. sorry. 
any good lawyer would be like, you're off the jury, but we're in colonial times. We're in colonial times, and you're a smooth-brained woman, so what do you know? So these women found not one, but two witches' marks on her body. But the case didn't go to trial. The county justices tried to get the case heard in a higher court because they didn't want to hear it. <laughs> and the higher court was like, no, this is for you guys. This isn't for us. Like, we don't want to deal with this bullshit. The second jury was tasked with going to her home, a la house medical investigations. <laughs> they Break were in. told they needed to look for waxen or baked figures that would indicate that she was a witch. I have no baked. idea. I have baked. no idea. Were they looking like- for like little little wax children that she had like morphed into figurines? I don't know. Yeah, maybe like a wax or clay doll that's like like a voodoo doll. I have no idea. Like a poppet, they call them. Maybe they were looking for the friendship bracelet that she made to give to Satan. And then they'd be like, oh, this was clear she is a witch. Find her little diary that like all had the same locks that we all had when we were younger. And like they open it up and it just goes, I heart Satan, Mrs. Satan. (laughs) Mrs. Grace Satan. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, so the local court, again, the local court and Princess Anne was like, no, we're not going to do this. So they were like, hey, yo, Williamsburg, what's up? Can you take this case? And they were like, no, dog, no, this isn't us. As much as we were were joking about Virginia not being woke, I'm actually a little impressed historically that they didn't become super. Oh, wait for it. It gets gets better. Just wait. No, I know, but, like, like you're saying, like, they don't have the same hysterics. Like, I realize that this is probably not going to end well for Grace. No, yeah. But the fact that it's not, like, like Salem was or, like, Massachusetts in general, where it's, like, that right. person's a witch, and they go, like, okay, let's crush her with a rock and make sure that she, like, <laughs> burn sees, her. Burn her in. Right? And, and, and it's not even, like, this is punishing her for being a witch. It's, like, let's check if she's a witch by killing her. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a little impressed well. that, like, that Virginia's at least a little bit, like... Nah, let's not. Kind of, but it, I, I get the feeling in everything I read that it was more like they were like, witchcraft in Virginia in colonial times wasn't seen as, it was seen more like folklore and less like you're in a deal with Satan. Mm-hmm. So it was almost mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't know, like people were seen as maybe a little more country. <laughs> <laughs> backwoodsy, even though the whole freaking place was backwoodsy at that point. And so mm-hmm. to my read was kind of like the court saying, this is a little bit beneath us. Gentlemen, don't we have something better to be doing with our time than like getting right. involved in this bullshit? But because they were all like, we don't want to deal with this bullshit. We're men and we have more manly things to do, like smoke the marijuana we're growing on our plantations. And um, uh, and get boners because land. Because land. Um, that the justices then, in July of 1706, ordered Grace to be tried in the water by ducking. Because they didn't, they didn't want to get their hands dirty with all this. But they're like, let's, let's let the water decide. And here I was just saying, god damn it. So, so lizards, at the time, even as, as long ago as 1706, the ducking slash water test for are you or aren't you a witch was not even in use in Europe anymore because they were like, this is dumb and stupid. 
Mm-hmm. But of course, America always being America, they were like, yes, let's do let's do this ducking water test. So in this test, they would bind your hands and feet and throw you into a body of water because water was considered a pure element. So if you sink, you must be innocent because that is the water accepting you and giving you a great big old hug. Mm-hmm. And then if you floated on the water, you're obviously guilty because the water's rejecting you and doesn't so, want you. So here's why this is dumb. And I'm sure that we all are aware why this is dumb. But oh, here's we all why know this why this is, is dumb. This is why this is fucking dumb. You know what floats? Bodies. Bodies are made of lots of fat. Fat fucking floats. Most bodies are going to float. The only body that I know that doesn't fucking float, um, that's not like weighed down because murder, is um, my cousin Lauren. Oh, cousin Lauren. When we grew up, we would like, you know, I don't know if you remember these, like, they were so big when I was growing up, where it was like weighted baton looking oh, things yeah, that yeah, you yeah. would throw the in a pool. Tools. Yeah. And and they were like they had different points for different colors uh-huh. and things like that. So we uh-huh. were just obsessed with these fucking things. And the beach houses that we would rent, um, that had pools, you would always just like be in the pool constantly and we would be Diving for these fucking pool sticks, we would have those um, uh, inner tubes that you would sit. It like had like a uh-huh. thing that you would sit in, and then had like a little water gun on the front. Nice. So we'd be fighting each other, like all these things, in the pool constantly. I would struggle to get maybe one of these fucking sticks before I just floated to the top because I have always right. been a bit of a chubby. But it's also um, just again. Human it's bodies. Body. It's bodies, right? It's and like your body, men, and there's also air in you. Like it's just. Well, yeah, but like, and like men are gonna sink a little bit more too yeah. because they, you know, they yeah. don't have less body fat or whatever. But my cousin Lauren is like uh, this very thin woman, and she's always been just kind of like a a very thin person. And so even when like my, my cousin, my male cousins, when my brother, when we would all be floating, because Brett would just like fucking dead men's float for long enough that we got concerned like that was his favorite thing to do is like and if he's listening to this fucking confirm this shit on instagram motherfucker he would just float face down for a very long time and we'd be like and he wouldn't have like a fucking snorkel or anything in so i don't know how and he wasn't like i don't know how he's a witch anyway so um laura would just sit on the bottom of the pool and I'd be like, how? And she wouldn't be, like, trying to stay down there or whatever. Like, she would just sit at the bottom of the pool. So she's the only non-witch of all of humanity. <laughs> the rest of us are witches. <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. But here's another thing about Virginia. They, they only did this test after, A, she agreed to it. Oh, buddy, no. But maybe she was just like, fuck, whatever. And, B... They had postponed it one time because it was too rainy and they thought it would endanger her health. Let that sink in. I know. I know. I don't know. I'm going to leave that me putting my wine glass down as Foley work for like the dead eyed stare I'm giving you. They want her to drown. (laughs) But dear God, let her let her not catch cold. Yes. Yes. So this water test was the only time it was used in Virginia was with Grace. So let me tell you about what a badass bitch she was. Okay. So 
They finally give her this test in the Linhaven River on July 10th mm-hmm. in 1706. They tied her left thumb to her right big toe and her right thumb to her left big toe. And then they tied a 13-pound Bible around her neck and tossed her out of a boat (laughs) into a river. But, however... However... This bitch floated. Because she was able to untie herself and took the Bible off and popped right on up to the surface. Okay, so she's Houdini, but still that means Mm -hmm. she's a witch. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm proud of her for escaping. So then she gets out of the water, and they immediately have, I think they had another women's jury, like, already there waiting for her to search her again for the witch's marks, which, again, they found two of them because her moles, I'm guessing... Didn't fall off. Right. Um, So she was convicted as a witch and was ordered to jail until she stood trial. Uh However... No one knows what really happened next because there aren't any records that exist of there ever being a trial. But then the next time she appears in any records is in 1708, where she comes into court to pay a debt. And then in 1714, she was petitioning the secretary of the colony to reinstate her land to her. So all the historians assume that she had obviously been released from prison by that point. So, Uh and her land was actually given back to her. And so she lived on her 144-acre farm until 1740. She was 80 years old in colonial times. Hell yeah! The herb was good to her. Witchcraft, motherfucker! my witchcraft. (laughs) Boom! My witchcraft's called Dr. Weed. My witchcraft is called, she probably washed her hands. She probably believed in fucking soap. Oh my god. Oh yeah. So... Here, here's this. Here's a spooky part. Here's the legend. The local legend is that when she died, her sons put her body near the fireplace, and a wind came down the chimney, and her body disappeared amid the embers. And the only thing that was left was a cloven hoofprint. Because Satan came and got her. Basically, it's like finally, bitch. What's taking here's, you so long? Here's my badass bee. Like we're gonna go down to to, to hell. She wrote about me in her diary. Fuck mm-hmm. all of you. Grab your familiar in a cocktail and let's go get wasted. Booyah. <laughs> um, she cur- she she actually lies in an unmarked grave under some trees in a field near an intersection that they described in Virginia Beach. But there's all sorts of stories, of course, again, local legends about mm-hmm. like the devil taking her body and storms that happened there and black cats that come around after she died. And so right after she died, mm-hmm. the menfolk of the area of course, killed like men. every cat that they could find because there were all these stories about cats loitering in the area after she died. Ollie, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ollie. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ollie. And How dare they? They they conjecture that this mass killing of cats is what caused a giant rat and mice infestation 
in the county in 1743. That's what they fucking get. That's what they you got some get, plague. colonial fuckers. I thought they got some plague, motherfucker. <laughs> Leave those cats alone. How's that oh feel? Oh my god. So she is a local legend in Virginia Beach, where she's known as the Witch of Pungo, which is another word for the town. Oh, okay. okay. Where she was living. And the Virginia Witch. And there's a lot of landmarks in Virginia Beach, which now I want to go and see. That are named for her and for the water trial that she had. So there's Witch Duck Road and Witch Duck Point where the trial supposedly took place. And in Pongo, the witch is an honorary official of the town's annual strawberry festival. He's so mad. He is. I would be too, honestly, if I were him. Look, he's showing his butt. He's like, how dare you kill these cats? How dare you? And... If you go to Colonial Williamsburg, they have a reenactment of her trial. I know. How fun is that? So cool. Lizard, if you're not if you're unaware of Colonial Williamsburg. Please go. Um, this is a if you grow up anywhere near it, like I did, uh, you take field trips there. <laughs> um it is like I'm sure there is the town of Williamsburg, but Colonial Williamsburg is like literally they have it set up like a colonial town. The people who work there are all dressed in colonial garb, and you can go there and see like demonstrations of things, and you can see apparently a reenactment of her trial. Um, I just remember I saw uh, like someone did like a blacksmithing thing. There's like mm-hmm. leatherworking, like all sorts of stuff. Um, it's actually like if you like history. Really, it's really kind of, cool. Like very cool, and it's like way cooler to me than say, like a Civil War reenactment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they also have something similar at Jamestown and Yorktown in Virginia. Yep. And oldest daughter was very upset because in fourth grade in Virginia, you were supposed to go on a field trip to Jamestown, and of course that was her COVID year, so she missed mm-hmm. out and did not get to go. And I was like, don't worry, we will go. It's going to be awesome. Yep. I mean, and of the three, because I definitely went to all three, <laughs> of the three, uh, Williamsburg is definitely the coolest. Um, well, I feel like it's the place yeah. where they probably put the most. It's also right next to William and Mary, which, by the way, I was trying to confirm to myself what the William and Mary mascot was, which is the tribe. Um, and in doing so, realized, A, racist, B, they are the second oldest college in the United States and the ninth oldest in the English-speaking world. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? The more you know. Who's okay. first college? Really? It sounds like it's either nice. Harvard or Yale. Queens College. Maybe it was Yale or Princeton. The one that Alexander Hamilton was talking about, Queens College, Princeton. Anywho. Anywho, someone is definitely going to write in and correct us and tell us what it is. Because they <laughs> so went We are our first listener letter. Listen, guys, when we say write in with your stories, we're, we're for real. <laughs> okay, but there's more spoopy tales. Because Ooh, according, to, according to local residents, a strange moving light said to be her restless spirit still appears each July over the spot in Witch Duck Bay where she was thrown into the water. Wow. Now, modern day times, my boyfriend and yours, Timothy Kane, on July of 2006, 300 years after her trial, he pardoned her. Aw, Tim Kane. Way to go, Tim Kane. 
That's such and, a weird America's uncle thing to right? do. Good and job, the mayor of Virginia Beach read the pardon during an annual reenactment of the trial and declared July 10th to be celebrated each year as Grace Sherwood Day. And then the next year, there's a statue there that was unveiled in Virginia Beach of her at the site where they think the local jail stood. Okay. And where she was probably incarcerated. Wow. Isn't that cool? Tim Kane. God, I love that man. So that's the story of Virginia's only convicted. I will say lady witch because there was that one. Dude, oh, right. Right. And he witch. was just like, I guess I got to move. Um, um, it takes place in Massachusetts, but not Salem, but around that time. And, uh, it follows this woman whose husband beats her. So she tries to get a divorce, but like, of course, like this is like sort of very puritanical. So she can't really, she tries to get basically divorced on the grounds of cruelty and can't prove it. And, um, there's like a whole, whole, the, a large chunk of the plot revolves around three tined forks. Okay. Don't most forks have I mean, I think in colonial times, what this author is uh, saying is that typically people would have like a barbecue fork to carve. Oh, it was like, set meat. in colonial times too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. um, most most forks are like four. Like, or yeah. Um, so I think what they're saying is it's people would use like a barbecue fork with mm-hmm. two tines mm-hmm. to carve, and they would just eat with a spoon and knife. Probably but just like, eat with their hands, if we're being honest. True. And so her parents in this book are traders and like trade a lot back with oh, England. Oh, traders. Trade, 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 like trade, like of, of J- Joe. <laughs> of, of Joe. Uh, of, yeah, of Joe fame, Trader Joe's. Uh, and so they import some three-tined forks because they're all the rage in England. And all these Puritans are like, the devil's tines. And, um... <laughs> It becomes like a serious, like every single time a someone a someone goes the devil's tines, like it's. If I was playing a drinking game, I'd be dead. Like it, it is such a big part of the plot that I'm like, you can't have much, this much of the plot be revolving I around forks. Not last two minutes in colonial times, and not from the health stuff, and not from the elements. It would just be me back mouthing somebody for saying something so dumb, like the devil's tines, and I'd be like, bitch, that's a fork. Uh, and also, going along with relationship with the devil, yes. on my Switch, I have lately been obsessed with a game that came out, I want to say in 2018, but, you know, I'm always late to all the all the video games. Hades, I highly recommend. It is a beautiful, beautiful game, like, art style-wise. It's basically a, like, rock'em sock'em dungeon crawler type thing. You are the son of Hades, Zagreus, and you're trying to escape the underworld. And you there's four different tiers of the underworld, and like basically you cannot uh you cannot really heal yourself unless you find healing items on your way, and you have to make it from start to finish all in one go. And if you die somewhere up the you can't continue, you start over. And as you do it, you discover all these like different 
um, like storylines and like he finds out his mother is Persephone so he goes up to get her and like all these things and like all of the Olympians are trying to help and so they send little blessings to like make your journey and so it's like Artemis and now I am like stronger in this way and blah blah blah. It's hits that spot in my brain that I have that I think a lot of us have from elementary school where you got real real into Greek mythology like real nice. into it like real into it. <laughs> It's so cool, and I love it, and I'm still uh, discovering more story, even though I've now escaped enough that I convinced Persephone to come back and reunite with Hades and all of these things. But, like, also, my favorite part of it, well, two favorite parts. One, uh, Cerberus is adorable, and, Aww. like, you love him, and he's like, he's the best boy! So he always goes up to this big honking three-headed dog, and he's like, who's a good boy? Um, so it has little funny jokes like that all of the time. And then two, uh, Thanatos, who is the incarnation of death. Um, like everyone's done in this like anime style. Everyone's beautiful and gorgeous. And like nice. Thanatos is super hot. And uh, you're like, he gets really mad that like Zagreus was trying to escape. And I was like, is it because like they're friends? And like he wasn't. No, 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 no. Oh, boyfriend material? They're in love. Nice. And I love it so much. And every time I see him, I'm like, it's my boyfriend! Like, it's just... <laughs> I love... And at this point, I'm trying to reunite Orpheus and Eurydice. And I'm also trying to reunite uh, Achilles and Aww. Patroclus. Aww, that's so it's sweet. It's so much fun. I love it so much. Look. Uh, 2,000 years later. Oh, just, well, lizards, I, it's getting late here. I'm about to expire. It's true. It's true. I gotta go make dinner. Um... This was great. Thank you so much for a witch story. You know how to uh, appeal to my sensibilities so I can hear about my brethren. I don't know what's going on with this situation. Um, I also like that I have a wedding to go to this weekend and I'm breaking out all over the place. Here, so lizards, let's all cross our fingers that the dress that I wore to my cousin's wedding uh, that was too big for me then will fit now. Let's hope. Uh, and yeah, lizards, thank you so much for listening. You can contact us on our socials. Uh, I am at Katie Haas. MM is at True Crime Wine 69. Please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Um, please follow us on Instagram at Wine Times Pod. We post notifications when the new episodes go up. Um, and yeah, I hope you had a happy spoopy season. I hope you're having a great fall. The best season mm, in the, the entire season world and uh come up with us next week because i think inspired by hades i might be trying to find like some ocean mysteries because poseidon is by far my favorite greek god always has been nice talk to you guys later bye